Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Hey YA. From great new books to favorite classic reads, from news to the latest in on-screen adaptations, Hey YA is a bi-weekly podcast here to elevate the exciting world of young adult lit. Hey YA is a book riot podcast hosted by me, Kelly Jensen, and Eric Smith. We're recording on Wednesday, August 30th, 2017. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Oh my goodness. This is this is actually happening. It is happening. Like we we actually hit record. Oh my god. Well, I'm I very know. excited. This is going to be so much fun. Me too. It should be a lot of like flailing arms and <laughs> you know like shoving books in people's faces except, you know, via audio because we're not actually in their faces. Yes. That would be kind of creepy. It would be. <laughs> so, um for those who are listening to our very first teaser episode, we thought we'd tell you a little bit about who we are, what to expect in the podcast, and then a little bit of YA fun at the end. So uh, my name is Kelly Jensen, and I have been a Book Riot editor for a number of years now. I run the What's Up in YA weekly newsletter, as well as a number of other columns and projects on Book Riot. In my free time, I am a writer and an editor, and my most recent book is Here We Are, Feminism for the Real World, a collection of 44 voices, artists, poets on feminism and what it means to them. Oh, okay. It's my turn. I like books. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi, and I'm Eric Smith. I've been a contributor for Book Riot for, uh, oh goodness, for quite a while now as well. Um, when I'm not busy blogging, I can be found uh, writing my own books. Uh, my latest book is called Welcome Home. It's a uh, YA adoption anthology full of short stories around the theme of adoption, featuring a bunch of uh, really wonderful YA writers from all over. Um, and then I, I work as a literary agent, also representing YA. So, yeah, pretty much all I do is YA books at all times. <laughs> This just felt like a natural extension from yeah. what both of us are doing. It's like, oh, we haven't gone onto the air yet to talk about why. So why don't we do that, right? It's funny. I, I often talk to my wife about how I need more uh, hobbies, like outside of books. So my my solution is to come on and do a, a podcast on books. And find <laughs> <my> stuff. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, this is a totally different medium of talking about yeah. books, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> So we thought we would just tease a little bit about what we're thinking this podcast will will sound like, what things sort of are piquing our interest that we want to talk about, and obviously the big, most obvious answer is YA, um, both fiction and nonfiction, graphic novels, comics, um, anything that's newsworthy or interesting in the world of young adult lit. Yeah, that sounds like the perfect description of what we're going to be up to, and <laughs> you know, I'm really excited about it because, like, you know, Kelly, you're this like brilliant, you know, master librarian academic type when it comes to, you know, YA and Kidlit. Uh, and I'm more of a 
I'm going to smile and clap my hands, you know, and a lot of the books. <laughs> you know what I've been calling you, though? I've been calling you an expert enthusiast. Oh! Someone who's an expert and an enthusiast, which is kind of the perfect description. That is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think we're going to have a good dynamic when we're talking about uh, talking about our book picks. I'm, I'm excited. Right. Right. Like, we'll talk about good stuff. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. And, you know, there are other places for less positive talk, but this is going to be a happy place, right? Yes. <laughs> Um, so we thought that we would talk about the first YA that we remember reading, um, sort of as a way to gauge, like, where we started and sort of maybe offer a gateway for those who are new to YA or who are looking for something to sort of jumpstart their YA reading again if it's been sort of in a slump or if they haven't visited it in a long time. And uh, whenever I think about this, I think about how lucky I am that... I was 15 when Speak by Laurie Hall Sanderson came oh, out. Man. Yeah. And I remember walking into the public library and they had a very small YA section. Like it was a set of shelves in the very, very back of the library. And I remember walking back there and finding it and like being so thrilled that this book sounded great. Um, and I took it home and I read it and it was like that book really spoke to me at the time. Um, and, you know, it's stuck with me now for many, many years. Um, <laughs> and that was like one of those moments where you're like, oh, I was there when, you know, YA has been around for 50 years, but this was when we really hit sort of a golden age in YA, when it became much bigger, when more money was put into it, when more people were writing it. And I felt like I had that moment of, I actually got to visit it in my teen years um, and watch it grow and develop, which is rare and also awesome. Yeah, I'm so jealous. I didn't really get into YA until I was an adult. Um, you know, as a kid, my, my parents would get me a lot of those Gordon Corman books. And mm -hmm. uh, it's hard, I'm hard-pressed to think of any in particular that, that might have struck me. I think I, I mostly read the middle grade ones, to be honest. And uh, I didn't really fall in love with YA again until, until Miss Peregrine came out um, because it's sort of the way my career went where I was doing the marketing uh, on that book in my sort of professional life. So – that was kind of the book that that broke me into reading YA uh, as an adult. So I'm excited to hear about the books you read uh, as a kid as we go through the podcast because you know older titles uh, are sometimes a little lost on me. What made Miss Peregrine the book that sort of did it for you? Besides obviously having to work on it, um, <laughs> I mean something you know you work on so many books that not every single one is necessarily going to resonate with you. Um, so there has to be something that made it sort of stick. It just did something so different. You know, there were all the photos that were in it. It was, it was being told with all the, uh, ephemera. Uh, and I'm sort of a, I don't want to say I'm a sucker for gimmicks, but I kind of am, you know, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it when books do sort of, sort of weird and, and unusual things. And, uh, and that really gripped me. I was like, Oh, this is doing something, uh, really unique. Uh, maybe I should read more books like this because um, YA gets to, at least I feel like YA gets to experiment in a lot of ways that some you know adult books don't, uh, and and Miss Peregrine definitely did that for me. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think there's a lot of experimentation in YA that's not necessarily happening in happening in other categories of fiction, and part of me wonders if it's just because. You know, why like adolescence is such a time of like changing and trying on new identities and trying new things. Yeah. And I feel like we've really hit a peak in the last, I don't know, five, ten years where like the experimental novels have like taken off and done really well. And, you know, they've really like pushed what it means to be a novel um, just by pushing the boundaries of like 
what novels can do, how they can be written, the formats they can take, the voices they can take, and so on and so on. Yeah, you can't see, but I'm like steepling my fingers right now because I feel like <laughs> this is this is a podcast episode <laughs> to tackle. <definitely>. Yes. <laughs> I like that we ha- already have like a list of, ooh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we should talk a little bit about what we're reading right now. Um, you know, just so readers kind of get a glimpse or listeners, I should say, they're not readers right now. They are readers, but they're not reading us. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I just finished Genuine Fraud by E. Lockhart, which was a thriller about identity and secrets. And, um, you know, after We Were Liars, which had that huge marketing campaign about like, don't tell what happens, you know, it's a secret. Um, I felt like this one was much better. Um, it was stronger, it was more compelling, um, and it's really hard to sort of talk about it without ruining what's going on. Like, this mm-hmm. one is legitimate, like, you can't talk about it without ruining it. Um, I mean, I've read a book or two in my life, so I kind of saw what was coming, but I could see a lot of readers picking it up and being like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Um, and it's also told in reverse chronological order, which is super interesting. Um, yeah, and another example of, like, interesting things that authors are doing. Yeah. Um, and then the other book that I'm going to start now is Vincent and Theo by Deborah Hopkinson. It's a nonfiction book about Vincent Van Gogh and his brother, who apparently had a really close relationship. And um, it sort of traces, like, their history together. And um, it's received, like, so many starred reviews and so much buzz. And I'd read Hopkinson's book about, um, oh, Darwin and his wife. Um, back when that came out, that was like 2008, 2009, and really enjoyed it. So I'm interested to see, to see how this one goes. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I hadn't heard of that one. I'm going to have to, uh, oh good. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, so for me, I'm reading a, a book that's not quite out yet called Meat Cute. It's, um, an anthology of, well, uh, Meat Cutes. It's this really cute, uh, <laughs> collection, um, from a whole bunch of different YA authors like Nino Coors in it, um, Henley Fitzpatrick. Uh, I'm looking at the book right now. Um, Emery Lord, Daniel Clayton, Julie Murphy, a, a whole bunch of authors that I, that I really love, um, all telling stories about um, how people have met. Um, and I'm, I'm, I love these sort of anthology books, um, not just because, you know, you and I work on them, um, <laughs> but because, you know, they let you see so many different perspectives and so many different stories. It's just it's really delightful. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be one, one of my... That one has an awesome cover, Oh, my too. God. The cover's just beautiful. Um yeah, I have a feeling this is going to be one of my favorite books from uh, from, from coming out next year. Um, oh, awesome! Yeah, it's just ah, it's just delightful. Um, <laughs> and then I, I just started reading uh, Stephanie Kun's latest book. Um, mm-hmm. I might be mispronouncing uh, her last name, but it's uh, the book is called "When I'm Through with You." Uh, it's yes. about a boy who uh, apparently murders his girlfriend. Um, and uh, or is his girlfriend or is just his friend? Just his friend. Uh, I'm only about a chapter. Uh, I think she's a girlfriend. I think that plays out a yeah. little bit more okay. as the story goes on. I'm only, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm only a chapter in because the second the book arrived, my wife stole it from me. Because um, uh, Stephanie's books are amazing and uh, yeah. she's, she's a big fan of thrillers. And oh my goodness, Stephanie writes just these delightfully dark <laughs> YA right? thriller books. Um that you don't go into one of her books like expecting to be happy at the end. Oh, you, you go in like ready to be devastated and yet, you know, absolutely like mesmerized by how she did that. Yes. Like how do you take somebody who goes into a book that's excited to read the book and leave them miserable at the end and yet still glad they read the yes. book? Yes. And you know, Stephanie's one of those authors that I feel like I- I'm surprised she hasn't crossed over more into like the adult market with her YA yes. books, you know, because like mm-hmm. 
oh man, just anyone can pick up this book. It's or her, her writing in general and uh, just be, you know, left with shock and awe by the time you're finished with it. <laughs> I'll be curious what you think when you finish. I finished it and I really liked it. It was up there with, um, she did Complicit a few years ago, oh, which yeah. I think is my favorite of hers. And this one reminded me a lot of that oh, one. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. I don't think it is. No. <laughs> I mean, I could share what happens, no. but I'm going to be good and not do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we will round out our little teaser with, um, sort of going off of what Eric talks about with the adult market. Um, one of the things I've been thinking about is, you know, we're familiar with authors who they're either writing uh, adult books or they're writing middle grade, and then they choose to write YA or, um, you know, try their hand at a different category of writing. And we thought we would talk about an author who hasn't written a YA book that we'd love to see a YA book from. Yes. So my pick for this one is Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. She's written a number of crossover reads, like perfect for young adult readers, but they haven't been marketed as young adults. So she wrote one called Signal the Noise, which was about, it was magical realism and it had to do with 80s and the and mixtapes and it's set in Mexico, I believe Mexico City. Um, and it's about youth and growing up, like super great book. Um, and as I was reading it, I was like, man, she knows how to like nail a, a good teen voice. Like she would do a great um, YA book. And then her, her book following that one was called, I think it's called Certain Dark Things. And it's about vampires, Ooh. which is awesome. Vampires in Mexico City. So, um, like, I want her to write a YA book with magical realism and blood and vampires. Um, just because it would be awesome. Nice. I would read that. Um, for me, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> I would just love to read a YA sci-fi novel from John Scalzi. Um, he's just so brilliant at mashing up genres in the way that, uh, you know, really appeals to, to YA readers. You know, I'm thinking about, uh, this book he has called Lock In, which is, uh, about a plague that sweeps over the world and everyone gets better except for a small percentage of people. They get this, uh, lock in syndrome where they're sort of trapped in their bodies, uh, and they have to control these, uh, these like androids that walk around for them and do all their tasks and the world has to adjust to, to all these people that are, that are living with this. And uh, it's about a detective who's a lock-in uh, person who controls an android and a human who have to investigate uh, a crime uh, that sort of spans both of their um, both of their sort of you know, societies um, that, that sort of happened as a result of this uh, condition that's happened. Um, and then he has this other book called Red Shirts, which is just this great uh, pop culture spinning sci-fi novel about the red shirts in Star Trek. And, you know, they, they always die, you know, and every – Every Star Trek episode, they die. Uh, and it's about one red shirt who kind of gets savvy to what's happening and tries to figure out why this is happening. Um, and I feel like his his genre mashing and his, like, pop culture takes would just make for the perfect, like, YA sci-fi novel. So just please write yeah. it, John. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and as you say that, I'm trying to think of other YA writers who do that, and there aren't really a whole lot. Um, you know, we... We don't have a huge swath of science fiction in YA. Um, far more fantasy, I think, and yeah. very little that sort of does that mashing up of the two and then incorporating pop culture and, you know, like taking a lighthearted, humorous approach to it. Yeah, like Cory Doctorow has done like – he has like those two, right? But like yeah. they're not too lighthearted. Like, it's very, no. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty, pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that – 
yeah, I think that that's a hole in the in the category. Like, we don't have a whole lot, and I'm not coming up with any off the top of my head. So I think from here we can sign off and, and prepare ourselves for our first full episode, yes. which we'll be recording soon. Um, so thanks for tuning in to our teaser episode. Yay. Hey YA will go into full episodes every other week, beginning Wednesday, September 20th. And also, P.S., if you've had a certain Black Eyed Peas song stuck in your head, we are hashtag sorry not sorry. 